Welcome to another episode of The Impolite Psychologist. So as we are all growing up, we are being raised by the philosophy of our families. And every family has ideas about what it takes to be successful in life. Now, it doesn't necessarily mean that your family was super successful in life. It just means that they have ideas about what that looks like. And as you're growing up, you are given messages about what your family thinks is the best path to life success. And this path, this life path, this blueprint for living comes from a number of different philosophies. You might have parents who told you that you don't want to go through what I went through in life, so you need to make different choices along the way, and what you should do is this instead. Or you have parents that say, look at how great our lives are, and it's all because of me following this specific path. And I expect that you will do exactly the same. Or I don't want you to have to suffer, and so this is how I think you should do things instead. And you have all kinds of different parents telling their kids different things about what their blueprint for living should be. Some parents will say, I was an immigrant and and everything we have is because I worked all the time to make this life, this American dream possible. And so I expect you to do the same thing. Or you have another parent who might say, well, I spent my whole life working and that was not a good way to raise a family. I wasn't around and I would hope that you would do things differently in your life. And then you have the people who tell their kids that I had to suffer and I don't want you to have to suffer. And I struggled financially growing up. And I decided that I wasn't going to be poor anymore. And so I worked and I plugged away and I worked hard and I created this life and I'll be damned if I'm going to make my kids suffer. And so then they go on to spoil their children because they don't want their kids to suffer the way that they did. And so the idea is that Everybody's family has an idea of what the right blueprint for living is or should be. And so they put that on their kids. And what's interesting about this is that it's all from their own personal perspective. For example, a person who was raised during the Great Depression might be worried about going hungry or not having enough food around. And so they make sure that their child never goes without plenty of food, maybe even extra food, to avoid that kind of a struggle. But 
the next generation didn't endure the Great Depression. And so kind of doesn't make sense. And this kind of goes on from one generation to the next in which one generation projects their issues onto the next generation and tries to teach the next generation how to live and how to avoid all the problems that they saw. And it doesn't really ever work because the next generation's experiences are completely different. And so what is required of the next generation in order to be successful in life isn't exactly the same always. And so I looked further as I was thinking about, and so as I was thinking about this concept, this blueprint for living, the first thing that came to my mind was the recovery community's idea of this. This is creating a life for yourself after you have given up drugs or alcohol in order to stay on the right path to a successful, happy, healthy life. Now, what I also found in the process of looking this up is just about everybody has come up with their own idea of the best blueprint for living. And so even Martin Luther King, who is known for his I have a dream speech, actually has another speech called Life's Blueprint. And basically what he says is that everybody needs a proper, a solid, and a sound blueprint, to quote him. And the first part of that blueprint is a deep belief in your own dignity and your own worth. And that's what he said. And I think that this is absolutely true. You have to believe that you deserve a good life for yourself and that you deserve to be respected and you deserve to be loved and you are important enough. That is an excellent beginning of a blueprint. The second item that Martin Luther King listed is, he said, the determination to achieve excellence in your various fields of endeavors. And that had to do with career stuff. Now, the third part is where I start to feel like today's society doesn't really work well with this one. His third principle in this blueprint is a commitment to the eternal principles of beauty, love, and justice. And we can understand why Dr. King may have said this during that time frame. But looking at today's society, I don't see that as being the right message because I think everybody is a crusader now for justice, and justice doesn't mean the same thing now as it did then, nor does it mean the same thing as beauty and love either. 
And I know that Dr. King meant something deeper, but I have trouble with fitting that into today's society where everybody individually is so righteous and right about everything, no matter what, that I don't know that that really goes over in the same way that it once did. But nonetheless, when I am dealing with people who are recovering from difficult life circumstances, they basically have come to a place in life where whatever they used to be doing and whatever path they used to be on is not the appropriate blueprint for living going forward in their future as a psychologically healthy person. And so sometimes that means that we have to start all over again to some degree. We have to start all over again with what that path is going to actually look like. Now, one of the problems that I see with people is that they don't follow the most basic blueprints for living, and that's Maslow's hierarchy of needs. Now, in Maslow's hierarchy of needs, the idea is that you have to get your own most basic needs met first. And that the bottom of the pyramid of the hierarchy of needs is physiological needs. Now, physiological needs are very, very basic. You need oxygen in order to be alive and breathe. And you're going to also need water, food, shelter, sleep, etc. Things to just survive being on earth. And what I find is that a lot of times people want to move up the hierarchy to some higher level of needs before they even have the most basic physiological needs met. For example, you have somebody who's a starving student and is having difficulty paying their bills or keeping a roof over their head. That's not a person who should be looking at self-actualization at the top of the pyramid. That's a person who needs to get things in check first. They need to survive first before they start working on self-actualization. If you don't have enough money for rent, you certainly should not be spending money on trying to become the best whatever you can be. Because if you can't pay your rent... How on earth should you be working on self-actualization? You need to work on how you're going to get your rent paid. You've got to get your shelter in place first and foremost before anything else. And after the physiological needs in Maslow's hierarchy of needs come safety needs. It has to do with just feeling safe, walking around in your neighborhood, having the security of being employed, having a place to go to the doctor if you need to, 
You just need safety and security first. And then we start getting into belonging needs after that. And that has to do with friends and romantic partners and that kind of thing. And for the most part, the problem I see is that people start moving up the pyramid and start working on things that are higher level before they have gotten their most basic needs met. And that is not a blueprint for living. Now, something that's interesting that comes up when people are talking about themselves. When I first do an intake interview with someone who is new to my practice, one of the questions I ask them, as silly as it may sound, is what are your hobbies? What do you do for fun? What do you do in your downtime? And you would be surprised at how how emotionally provocative this question is. Because what ends up happening is people end up talking about what they used to do a lot of the times for fun. But they haven't done in a long time because they're too depressed and they don't find pleasure in that hobby anymore or they have become so out of shape that they can no longer participate in a sport that they once enjoyed, or they've never had a hobby in their life. Their life has always been about work or taking care of other people or something like that. And they don't even have the first clue about what would even interest them. And this happens to a lot of people who are in recovery, too, because if you've been getting high or drunk for years, what else do you do for fun? There is no other fun besides that. And so just identifying a new hobby is a big part of the blueprint for living. Now, the other thing is, is that mental health, is typically different from one generation to another. And as we go on further from the generation before me, not that many people went to therapy. The generation before that didn't even have therapy or know what the heck therapy was. And they didn't have a big vocabulary about what mental health disorders were. And so the good news is from one generation to another, mental health has improved over time from one generation to the next to where the younger generation now is perfectly comfortable talking about their mental health limitations and regularly talk about it. Whether they do the work or not, that's another thing. But for the most part, at least the conversation is happening. And people understand the concept of taking care of your emotions and taking care of your mental health as being a part of the blueprint for living. And also, because of this, 
And the communication about this has helped us tremendously as a society where people can communicate why something isn't working in their life and what they need to do to get on the right path. And so that has helped tremendously too. And I think it's the little things too, like travel. People who work all the time and never get a chance to go on vacation or only go on vacation very rarely, I believe must be pretty stressed out. That not having a break, a chance to change the scenery or get out of the day-to-day grind is not good for a blueprint for living. You need to be able to have a break from what you're doing and to change your environment, and you need to be able to do that regularly, fairly regularly, not every few years, more like every few months, I think, in order to have the proper blueprint for living. Now, some people decide that their idea of travel means they go back to the same place every year. I have even known people who go back to the same hotel room every single year because they like that place and they're not going to take a chance or take a gamble with the idea that another place might not be as good. And so there are people who travel that way and that's their blueprint for travel and for their life. And then you have other people who always want to leave the country. And the people who want to leave the country need to experience a different culture in order to feel right, in order to feel like they are on the right path in life. And then you have other people who just want to stay local and never do anything more than local road trips, and that makes them feel safe and secure and happy, and that is their idea of travel, and it's enough because that feels like the right kind of blueprint for living. And so as you kind of go through your life and you figure out where you fit in all of this, where you want to work, where you want to live, the friends you have, the hobbies you have, what you do about your money situation, how you travel, the way that you work on your mental health or don't work on your mental health, that you prioritize what needs are most important when, and even something like your bucket list items, that your parents or your family a generation ahead of you is going to have a different idea about what you need to do in life, the experiences you need to have in life in order to feel satisfied that when you, quote, kick the bucket, you've done everything you wanted to while you were here on earth. And so, That's going to be different from one person to the next. One person might want to have the experience of jumping out of an airplane. Another person might want to swim with whales. Or somebody else might want to make sure that they see the seven wonders of the world. 
or all the national parks or something like that, or meet somebody famous. But having that one thing or having a list of things that you want to accomplish before you die or kick the bucket is part of that blueprint for living. That all of these things are the things you need in life in order to feel like you are on the most successful path that you could be on and you are living your life in the way that feels the most comfortable for you and feels like the right path for you and isn't about what somebody else told you was the right way to live. You have to decide for yourself what your life looks like, how you live your life and who you surround yourself with and what you decide is happiness is your blueprint for living. Be well, and thank you for listening.